we seem to live in an age where there's this constant tension and this undercurrent of war or rumors of war. And I think in previous years, I would read that in the scripture and I would recognize it because of the time frame that they lived in, but I didn't feel it the same way that I feel it right now. And hardly a day goes by where the news is not talking about war or rumors of war. So I pray that the example that we see in the Psalms, in Psalm 27, that, that David is talking about a similar situation, I pray that that blesses you. And, and honestly, I don't think we're going to avoid that as believers, because even if there's not a political war going on somewhere in the world, we're in a spiritual war all the time. So I pray that today's episode is a blessing to you. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, we're going to get into our content in a minute, but I want to answer a question that I've been getting a lot lately, which is what's next? A lot of you have already done the She Hears Bible study and you're going through the Psalms with us and you're wanting more. The The goal of the She Hears study was to teach you the color method of study, which can be done on any passage of scripture. It's incredibly helpful to help you understand what's being read and said in that passage. It's a comprehension tool. But some of you are looking for something even a little bit deeper than that. If that's the case, I want to share with you uh, on my website, thesheheres.org, there's a resources section. We have an ESV study Bible available. It's with our partners, Hosanna Revival, that we have that available for you. It has maps. It has study notes. It has all sorts of information on how to make the scriptures relevant to your daily life. It reveals the thing that I am always talking about, how how scripture reveals the character and nature of God. It points all of those things out for you. So that is on our website. It is an excellent Christmas gift for any woman in your life, whether it's a teenager or a college student or even yourself. It's beautiful. And so I want to share that there's that on there. And then there's also lots of journaling and note-taking Bibles because I don't know if you're like me, but I don't like doing all of that note-taking in my study Bible. So I actually have a separate note-taking Bible that I use to do my color method in. So both of those resources are there for you. I'm just letting you know. I pray that those will be a blessing for you. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are in Psalm 27. This is another Psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even when then I will be confident. 
One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with the shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, will seek. I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn away your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. But I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. So today we are in another war kind of version of the Psalms. And I say that because I think it's important to point out that in all of book one of the Psalms, there's five books of the Psalms, it, all in your Bible, it's going to look as one, um, one large book. But if you have a study Bible or some other kinds of Bibles, they will break it down into five individual books. But in this part, we're still in book one, the first 40 or so are part of book one. Uh, I think it's important to point out that the rebellion of Absalom is never far out of David's mind. And so when he talks a lot in this first part of the Psalms about the day of trouble, it might sound like a specific situation that he has in mind, but in general, that might not be the case because David's whole life was filled with wars and rumors of wars. That's why we see military language, like he talks about the stronghold. He talks a lot about my enemies and my foes and the army and camp the camp and war. And, and we have to remember that David was a man of war. That was part of his life. It was just military conflict, political conflict, family conflict. And so a lot of David's words reflect that in his speech. And so I think I want to point that out because it's helpful for us when we are in a similar situation. I, I think that in the current climate, I, I've stopped watching the news altogether. I don't know about you, but in the current climate, there's always either wars or rumors of wars. And every day, I, I feel like even just like last week, there was something about North and South Korea um, firing warning, warning, warning shots at each other. Like just every day we hear this threat of war. And even if we put the those kinds of war aside, we know as believers that there is a spiritual war going on right now. And so there's this undercurrent of war that is kind of always producing a tension, whether we recognize it or not, whether we feel it or not, There there is this tension of war. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I have something that's a pressing stressor in my life, I will do things to distract from it, but it adds this layer of stress that just kind of evades all, all the things that I try to do for, for stress relief. And, and so I love looking back at the Psalms because David gives us a clear example of how to respond when we are living with that tension. And quite honestly, it's something as believers, I don't know that we'll ever escape the side of heaven because there's always some sort of 
tension going on, whether it's a spiritual war or a, a battle going on in our family or an actual political war. Um, so I think it's really helpful to point that out at the beginning of Psalm 27. And then there's a couple things that I also want to point out that are shown throughout this passage that's also another undercurrent of what's going on. So in the very, very beginning, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. This idea of the Lord being our light is really alluding to the Bible, to the scriptures, to God's word. And so we we hear about light in the scriptures a lot in lots of different places. But here when David's saying, the Lord is my light, what the goal here is to bring to mind the idea of the light of the universe even being wrapped up and created by God. And so the light is even one of the sayings of Jesus in John's gospel when he says, I am the light of the world. It's looking back to this creation that Jesus is referring to, the, the creation story where God created the light. And then Jesus also says later, I am the light. And so when David is saying, the Lord is my light, he's understanding that the light is equated um, both spiritual light and physical light with with God's hand. And it also refers to God watching and protecting and providing for in the darkness of the of this world. And so we understand throughout the scriptures it says lots of different places that that um the light is God is responsible for the light. But I mean it talks about in John the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. And so this constant pointing towards God being the light is a reminder that um, even in the midst of dark circumstances, even in the middle of this undercurrent of war, even in the middle of probably situations that we can't resolve on our own, the Lord is our light in those situations. So let me read verse one again. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I think in our modern culture or in our modern, even Christian verbiage, we think of the word stronghold as a negative thing, which they absolutely are and can be. Um, But in this instance, it's not talking about a stronghold like what we would experience like if the enemy had a stronghold on us. This is stronghold. It's talking about essentially a fortification. So in the ancient Near East, there is known to have various fortifications or strongholds that are settled communities that would have resources set up adequate food and water to endure a lengthy battle or a lengthy siege. And and the way it was set up would help you to withstand an attack indefinitely. I mean, Samaria fell after three years. So we're talking about battles that would last a long time. So a stronghold in the ancient Near Eastern culture, when David will be writing this, was a basically essentially like a fortified place, whether it was a city or he's talking about how the Lord is the stronghold of my life. He's talking about a fortification, a protected space. So when he's talking about the light of my life is, is the Lord and the stronghold of my life, He's not only talking about Yahweh being the light of his life, but he's also talking about him being his place of refuge, his place of safety, especially from his enemies. So, of course, we're talking about spiritual enemy, physical enemy. You know, he he kind of is alluding to what's physically going on in his life, but also spiritually what's going on in his life.
Jump down to verse 4. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. And so this idea that we're seeing here is something that was not just common to to followers of Yahweh in that culture, but really is something that was common across all of Mesopotamia at the time, was a longing for a continuous presence with the deity. And so David's talking about the continuous presence in the temple. And so we see that throughout the, the ancient world. But for David especially, he's he's talking about being in the presence of God because the temple represented where God was dwelling. And so we see this in Psalm 26, where David is just longing with all of his heart to be in God's presence. And I, I, I identify with that because I think for me, when I'm going through times of this tension of a spiritual battle or an emotional battle or um, even, you know, chaos in the world physically, the sense of peace that comes from being in God's presence presence is unmatched. And so what we're seeing here is David recognizing that as well. And he's kind of calling all of us to this same place. And and essentially God is using David to call us to the same place. So when we are kind of feeling this tension and walking, whether it is a direct attack at us or the people that we love or the situation and the circumstances, when we're feeling that, God's calling us to strive to be in his presence with a greater awareness of his presence. Because what we know is that God won't leave us in the midst of that. He never leaves us. But when we're seeking this protection and this refuge and this fortification, there's there's a security of knowing that God is not going to leave us. And in fact, he has goodness reserved for us as followers of his. Verse 7, hear my voice when I call, O Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. This, I think, is so important to point out because we remember David is the one that's writing this. And so, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I will waffle between emotions. So sometimes, especially when I'm going through something that's that's lasting a long time, um, I will waffle between having super confidence in God's presence and his provision and his protection and I will walk in that authority and then almost inevitably there comes a place where I am back to being fearful or doubting or concerned and I think the enemy does plant seeds in our head of course but I also think that's a natural human thing it's a natural human emotion to be afraid of something that's going to harm you and so when David is saying hear my voice be merciful to me we hear this shift in the tone of his voice and his confidence and in the psalm really and the tone of confidence that that we see in the beginning verses one through six are now becoming this prayer for mercy and almost becoming a lament um and again, laments aren't bad. It's it's a picture of the human condition, but it might be kind of confusing. Why do we see this sudden change? Well, I think it's because David is human and as confident as anybody can be, there are moments where we doubt ourselves and we maybe doubt, okay, God, are you really going to show up? And then our prayer becomes, God, please show up. And I remember doing this over different situations in my life. And it wasn't until 
I would go back to scripture and I would go back and stand on the promises of God and I would remind myself that he is my light and my salvation. He is the stronghold or my fortification that I would receive peace again. And I think that's essentially what we're seeing here. The same thing with David. Going down to verse 10. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will revive me. Though my father and mother... Father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me, is what a different version says. Most likely for David, this is not referring to anything specific in his life, but more of a hypothetical thought, even though. And I love that idea that David is confident that even if his parents would turn his back on him, he has the confidence of knowing that God won't turn his back on him. I... I'll be honest, I have this verse underlined in my Bible and highlighted, and it's a promise that I've stood on, um, and I'm not going to go into all of it now, but but I am a kid that knows what it means to have your father and mother forsake you. And friend, I don't know if that's where you're coming from, if that's where you're at, but I want you to know that even if your father and your mother turn your back on you, that the God not only receives you, but pursues you. And he is a good father, meaning he's not going to turn his back on you. He's going to continue to pursue you in a way that helps you understand that he is our light. He is our fortification or our stronghold or our protection. Even in in the ways that our parents, our, our earthly parents could not. He will do it because that's who he is. He's a good father. And I think there's been different times in my life where, and I've shared this on the podcast before, but there's been different times in my life where I have just ached for an earthly father uh, that would stand in the gap for me and protect me and pursue a relationship with me. And that just honestly hasn't happened. Um, Those feelings are very real. Regardless if David is saying, this from a place of personal experience or if he's just saying even though and it's a hypothetical it's not an even though for me and I'm telling you that it is part of my testimony that God is a good father that he stands in the gap that he provides for his children he 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 warns me about things before they happen so I can prepare myself he comforts me when things happen and and gives me peace and and friend if he does it for me He will do it for you. The key is we have to allow him. There have been different seasons where I have experienced different people, whether it's from the church or mentors or whatever, step into that role. But as much as there's an undercurrent of war that that gives us attention, there also, I want you to recognize that there's an undercurrent of God's hand of protection that is stronger than any of the tension that we feel from the war. Because God's hand of protection is the one that reaches out and says, hey, I'm here, and I got you. Friend, he, he's he got you in the palm of his hand. He's a good father. And even if your mom and your dad left, he's not going to leave. That's a promise that we see over and over in the scriptures. So given that insight, I'm going to read Psalm 27 again. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Father God, we are waiting on you. We are being strong and taking heart, and we are waiting on you. God, we thank you that we can be confident of your goodness. We can be confident of your protection. We can be confident of the way that you continue to stand in the gap on our behalf, that we can have peace that comes from knowing you. God, I pray that you would Help my friends to understand today that your hand is upon them, that there's nothing that they can do that would help, that you would forsake them. Even if our, our earthly mother and father forsake them or turn their back on them or leave them hanging, God, help us to recognize that you are a good father, that you will never abandon us. There's nothing we can do to make you not love us. I thank you for the, that kind of love that we can be confident in. And Lord, help that love be our stronghold. We love you, Lord. Amen. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.